As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Here's a Father's Day quote for you. My father taught me to work, but not to love it. I never did like to work, and I don't deny it. I'd rather read, tell stories, crack jokes, talk, laugh. Anything but work. Murph, who said it? Chris Hassel? No. President Abraham Lincoln. Oh. Live from WHO HD, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John Sears. Featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to sound off. What's Bugging Andy coming up in just a few minutes. It's on the St. Louis Cardinals. Ooh. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Happy Father's Day to you, John. You as well, Keith. Uh, thank you. And um, I, I have to guess that this tie you've chosen for tonight's Sound Off show is a Father's Day gift. Of, it is. Of some um, kind. Inc just pretty incredible stuff you have here. A four-year-old and a two-year-old went to work. Right, this right. It, it looks like, uh, yeah, it looks like a, the, the work of a, a four and, and no, two-year-old. No, no. I mean, it's very sweet. No, this, this, is, this, is, this is good. This is, I mean, we're talking like Joseph A. Banks, the tie bar. We'll probably get these pretty soon, I would think. Don't you think? Right? right? Maybe, yeah. Uh, this we is like, good. It is good, John. It's good that you like it. Uh, we'd like to hear from you at 515-282-9010 to sound off. Call 515-282-9010. Among the hot topics tonight, we can confirm, as first reported by CBS Sports' John Rothstein, the new ISU coach Steve Prohm has added T.J. Otzelberger to his staff. I think it's a great, great move by Prohm. And how happy are they at the John Deere Classic in three weeks? Ooh. Jordan Spieth will play in the Quad Cities we hope. halfway to the Grand Slam. Mm, yeah, you may have to think about it. Hmm. When you hear the word vertigo, you either think Alfred Hitchcock movie or U2 song. Before Spieth stole the show, the most compelling story of the U.S. Open had to be Jason Day courageously finishing his round despite vertigo. It's a dizzying inner ear problem that at one point dropped Day to the ground. The other surreal sight, Tiger Woods mm. struggling like a weekend hacker. I'm sure someone enjoyed it. Tiger made himself an easy target, but I couldn't help feeling sorry for him. He's gone from aura of invincibility to crisis of confidence. Centennial's Kendall Lindemann remains stuck at 54 career home runs, not because she's in a slump, but because no one will pitch to her. Come on, give Lindemann a shot to break Iowa's career record. Next up, her former school, Ankeny. A-Rod reached the 3,000 hit club this week, and some were left wondering why he didn't get his due. Look, Alex Rodriguez has said and done all the right things this season. He's even come off as, dare I say it, mm -hmm. likable. And A-Rod didn't punch a woman 
like Ray Rice or try to destroy people's lives like Lance Armstrong, but he still cheated and he cheated a lot. He's not hateable, but we don't have to pretend his record is real either. If you tweet something or like someone on Instagram, the internet will notice and won't forget. Pablo Sandoval liked a woman's Instagram picture during a game. And since I know that makes you wonder how she looks in the photo, here it is. Right. That's what we all guessed. The Red Sox had to act. They can't have Sandoval rooting for the Twins during games, so he was benched. Good thing there was no Instagram back in Jose Canseco's day. The man who once punked the media by claiming he shot off his finger <laughs> took part in a Cedar Rapids home run derby. Canseco still looks fit, can still hit a ball a long ways, and still brought about more change than any other person in baseball the past 25 years. The most valuable player of the NBA Finals was LeBron James, and it was LeBron James by such a wide margin, the media couldn't figure out who to pretend was more valuable, and somehow came up with Andre Iguodala, the man who guarded James and kept him to 36 points, 13 rebounds, and 9 assists a game. If you're not handing LeBron that MVP trophy, change the wording to most valuable player on the winning team. Thousands of photos of Harrison Barnes have been taken, but this one must rank near the front of the scrapbook. HB throwing down on LeBron. Then later, Ooh. Barnes threw down his first alcoholic beverage. He's 23 years old. Some people wanted him to remain a teetotaler, but I think if you're 23 and you wait until you win an NBA title to taste champagne for the first time, you'll be okay. The Texas Longhorns just created something they don't need, another revenue stream. Texas will sell beer at football games. At Iowa and Iowa State, you can buy alcohol inside the stadium, but only if you're a, in a big donor area. I understand it, but I don't like it. It creates class division. And Valley quarterback Rocky Lombardi says Iowa State has offered him a football scholarship. Good for him. I'm not sure how good a player he is, but I know how great his name is. Mm. Rocky Lombardi. There's no way this guy won't win, especially if Iowa State takes on a big, flat-topped Russian. <laughs> Keith, I think this year the NBA Finals MVP could have gone to three different players, each with a valid argument. I would have given the MVP to Steph Curry. I think it's funny how people just want to disregard the 26 points, six assists, five rebounds a game Curry averaged in the Finals. I'm fine with Andre Iguodala winning, but it felt like the voters were going with the trendy, out-of-the-box pick. Do the Warriors win without Iguodala? I don't know, but I do know they sure as heck don't win without Curry. Don't get me wrong, Iguodala was great, but if you're going to give him credit for all the little things, then you need to do the same with Curry. The guy was double teamed every possession, which opened up everything for Iguodala. And while Iguodala played the best defense on LeBron, let's not act like he shut LeBron down. As for King James, no doubt he was the best player on the floor, best player in the world, but I'm a fan of giving the MVP to someone from the winning team. The Cavs lost three straight games. When LeBron wins his next title, he'll be the MVP. I feel bad for Centennial's Kendall Lindemann, one home run shy of becoming the all-time leader in the state of Iowa. Lindemann played four games this weekend. She had one official at-bat, 13 walks. Now look, I get intentional walks are part of the game, and the other players need to come through for the Jags. I get that, but come on. Millions of dollars are not on the line. This is high school softball. Pitch to her. If you give up a home run, tip your cap to the greatest home run hitter in Iowa history and move on. At Ankeny tomorrow, I'll bet Ankeny pitches to her.
It's her former team, her former coach, and he's obviously got a lot of respect for her, so sure. I bet they do as well. And They're going to give her a shot. Uh, as you said, her teammates have to step up if they do intentionally walk her, and they have been. They won three or four over the weekend. The only team they lost to was number one, Johnston. So they won three or four, and, they, and, and a lot of it was because the other players drove in the runs. All right, uh, Old Spice directing the show tonight. Old Spice, if you could uh, show us the end of the U.S. Open today. Uh, Jordan Spieth, he made that incredible putt because these, this was like putting on the top of this desk. I mean, I TV glass, doesn't yeah. quite do justice how difficult these greens were. You had to watch. That's a oh. great putt. He goes up three shots, but here comes Dustin Johnson, a great player who hasn't ever been able to quite win it. John, he has to make this to force an 18-hole playoff tomorrow. That's from, what, three feet? Oh. Three feet and it goes out. Oh, man. Can you imagine how long this guy is going to think about that putt? Now, Jordan Spieth is scheduled to play as the defending champ in the John Deere Classic. John Deere Classic tweeted tonight that he will be there. If you're Jordan Spieth, age 21, halfway to a Grand Slam, man. and the British Open Championship is the next week, do you think about dropping out of the, the, the John Deere Classic? For sure. You have to think about it. I mean, what's more important right now in your career, the British Open and a chance for the Grand Slam or the John Deere Classic? And that's all due respect to the JDC. I've covered that event. It's a great event for, for Iowa and Illinois and all those local players. But this guy's got a shot at history. Does he want an extra week to play at St. Andrews? Or does he want to fly into St. Andrews early Monday morning, be tired, you know, a big layover, and then play two days later on one of the greatest courses in the world? I mean, he's got a chance at history. Coming up in just a moment on Sound Off, we'll find out what Andy thinks about the Cardinals hacking scandal. But it's time for lookalikes with a local connection. Old Spice judges, it's a great responsibility. Craig and Peggy think DOT director Paul Trumbino looks like Cavs coach David Blatt. Old Spice? That's pretty good. When you, when you pull the DOT director out as a lookalike, all right, that's, that's digging deep into the pictures. Uh, hey, it's, it follows it the rules. It it's works. a local connection. Uh, and, and David Blatt, I've heard many times, looks like an older Michael Admire in 20 years. <laughs> Andy nominates Scott Sipker's bobblehead Ooh. by the bobblehead guy, Brian Geis. Says he looks like Mr. Mackey from South Park. Old Spice? Yeah, it's not not quite. It's too much hair. It's a it's a pinhead with glasses. You can't just say Sipker it, or the bobblehead. Uh, the bobblehead. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I like Sipker. I know, I know. There was some bad news for my team this week, and some of you were only too kind to share it with me. <laughs> well, here comes yours. It's what's bugging Andy next. Like us on Facebook, we'd like that. Sound Off Nation, Brent writes, uh, nothing like handing the MVP to a guy for his defense when the guy he was guarding averaged over 35 points a game. That's a good <laughs> point. I should have made that. Yeah, point. Ben writes, how can anyone who watched this series honestly say someone other than LeBron James was the MVP? Trust me, Ben said that. John says Iggy is so deserving of the MVP, LeBron May have led in stats, but his team did lose three games in a row. Iguodala was so consistent in the finals. So there's a, a vote for you. Got Iggy an Iguodala right there. fan. You got a James fan. Like I said, it could have gone to all three of them. It's crazy. Steph Curry got zero votes. That makes no sense. Now you may have heard something about the Cardinals allegedly hacking into the Astros database, and you may have heard something about Andy Fales being a Cardinals fan. 
Guys, bad news travels fast. It's a popular saying because it's true. My St. Louis Cardinals got some bad news this week, and boy, if there weren't a whole load of people who just couldn't wait to tell me about it. I could have been counting lobsters at the bottom of the ocean and someone would have found me just to make sure that I heard the news about the Cardinals <laughs> being investigated by the FBI. You know, the feds, the big ones, the ones who only get involved when it's really serious. They're just making sure that I knew. For some, it's just good-natured ribbing from friends who are fans of the Cubs or the Reds or the Pirates or one of the other teams that the Cardinals have dominated over the years, like the Brewers or the Dodgers, maybe the Mets or the Rangers. Anyway, I get that. But for others, you get the idea that it's just something they kind of enjoy, you know what I mean? The person who just loves to bring you bad news. Hey man, I just saw your old girlfriend. Yeah, she was making out with some other guy. Who wants to hear bad news? Ask yourself that, even though you already know the answer. If you've got some news to deliver, ask yourself, will the recipient of this news be glad to have it? Is there a good chance they'll be able to get it somewhere else? Will I be able to deliver it without a you-know-what-eating grin on my face? If the answer is no, shut up! Part of the responsibility does lie with the person getting the bad news. I mean, hard as it is, you have to receive it in the right way. It's almost never a good idea to get defensive right off the bat. I'm hoping that the Cardinals learned a thing or two from the Patriots and their mistakes. Getting appalled or offended or angry at the suggestion of bad news just makes things worse. It makes it more fun for those who brought you the news and therefore more likely that they'll look forward to doing it again. You could take a, book, a page out of my parents' book. They never gave me the reaction that I was hoping for. I'd say something like, uh, I'm running away from home! <laughs> and they'd say, Really? Have you thought about how you're going to survive? <laughs> I don't know what will happen to the Cardinals, but I do know that I can't do squat about it and that it doesn't reflect on fans like me. That is, unless I make it worse by getting defensive. But even those who aren't good at receiving bad news will always be, in my mind, far better than those who enjoy delivering it. I'm Andy Fails, and that's what's bugging me. I'm sure it'll all stop now. Uh, we all have our favorite <laughs> bobbleheads. This one by the bobblehead oh. guy, Brian Guys. Uh, it, by the way, this bobblehead mysteriously disappeared about the time Chris Hassel moved to Bristol, Connecticut. Weird. Coincidence. Who's in your five is next. Follow us on Twitter at SoundOff13. We asked people what they cared about this week in the world of sports. Lounge says, balls and pucks were put into nets and titles won. Rematch in Omaha. Chambers Bay made bubble wine. Phil hates fescue and a three-putt. Oh, rough three-putt. Matt tweets, Blackhawks proved they're a dynasty by winning their third Stanley Cup in six years. Sean Tez tweets about the week. U.S. Open being played on the course of my nightmares and confirmation that TJ is staying at ISU. In honor of the Zobble Bobblehead, the Zobblehead, 
given out by the Barnstormers this weekend. Who's in your five is our favorite sound off bobbleheads. These are on the shelf, so we no longer have the Cooter Ray bobblehead. Uh, number five, Dwayne Ellett and Floppy. This, good one. this is just a WHO classic mm. right here. You have to have that. Number four, Jeremy Hellickson in his Hoover uniform. That's cool. Yeah, that's a, that's a really cool one. Number three, there's something I like about Kale Sanderson, I think partly because he's in the robe. The, the wrestling robes are always cool. Kyvan Gadsden won one a couple years ago to honor his dad, and then Sanderson in this one. Yeah, that, yeah, those are cool. Do you remember Kale Sanderson with hair? He's been shaving no. that head for, yeah. for quite a while. Number two, an Iowa legend. Love the leg kick <laughs> on this Bob Feller bobblehead. But I think in the number one position, I'm going to go with uh, Zach Johnson, maybe just because of the shades. He, wears, just he, cool he loves wearing shades, and that's cool. Yeah. He, he flips them constantly, mm -hmm. on, off, yeah. on, off. But that's a cool bobblehead. And What about uh, mine? My bobblehead? You, well, we said top five. There's a lot of bobbleheads back there, John. You don't have to be insulted by it. By the way, is uh, this work of art you are wearing here around yeah. your neck, is that intended to be the NBC Peacock? Because it does, uh, as oh. a couple of people pointed out, it does look where I'm always about promotion and um, <laughs> yes, yes, you NBC, are NBC, you know? Yeah. So, hey, maybe. Yeah. See, my kids, they're they're good. They're good artists. Till iPhone calls. James is uh, in Des Moines. James, welcome to Sound Off. Well, thank you. Uh, I just wanted to commend Coach Prome on retaining T.J. Offelberger. Obviously, Oss is a good recruiter, a sharp basketball mind. And if it wasn't for President Lee making such a push for national national search for the successor for Fred Hoiberg, it'd probably be Offelberger's job right now. Uh, James, don't, don't you think some people are going to see this as uh, having the potential of being the best of all worlds, getting the, the, the hot young coach from Murray State who's proven he can win as a head coach, but also keeping the guy who's proven he can recruit to Ames, Iowa, right there on staff. Right, that's exactly right. You get, you know, both guys now, you get a, a fantastic coach who's proven himself, like you said, at Murray State, and Offelberger is going to be there at least for this next year for their uh, Hopefully the, the year that they can make a Final Four run, so it looks great names. Iowa State, it should be. Thank you, James. James quickly becoming a, one of my favorite callers. Great move uh, by Jamie I, Pollard to keep Otzelberger. That was a must. For, well, it's, think, it, it's Steve Prohm that hires Otzelberger. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but I mean, uh, I, I got to think Pollard had a little bit of a, a say in it. It, it. He may have. I, I think the important thing here is you see – Two guys who have reputations for being nice guys, reputations for being good guys, Steve Prohm and T.J. Otzelberger. Mm -hmm. John, you have to put a little bit of uh, ego aside here, too, if you're T.J. Otzelberger. Uh, you, you, you had a shot, you thought, to you be the head the coach. Job. You wanted the job. You probably thought at one point you had a good shot at the job. You didn't get the job. You're bitterly disappointed, I'm sure. And uh, somebody else has that job you want. Now, you got to show that you can put that aside. Yeah. And, and stay on the staff. I'm not surprised that TJ can. I think he'll be very effective. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the two work well together and TJ will keep working toward being a head coach somewhere else. Yeah. But in the meantime, you have that guy that can bridge with the players and the recruiting. I, and I think realistically, uh, I don't, I, I haven't talked to TJ, don't know him. You know, I've met him a couple times, but I think realistically it's June already. Uh, there's probably not a whole lot of jobs out there offered this job take it but he will be a head coach someday he's a great coach great recruiter and his time will come to get a head coaching job yeah he's known for uh, game planning as well the yeah. state football playoffs now cut in half well cut in half beginning next year good or bad thing if you watch sound off you know which way this is going it's next on face off
Time for Face Off. We were ping-ponging opinions long before ESPN started doing it on every other show. Murph? Every, every show. Every show. Every show. The Iowa High School Athletic Association will cut the football playoff field in half beginning next year. I'm relieved I won't have to cover any more 50-point blowouts, or at least I shouldn't. What do you think? I think it's a great move. Safety is the given reason, and that's a good one. It's a good reason. With everything we know now, it's just not smart to have some teams playing three games in 10 days. Once a week is enough. And though I appreciate it's a thrill to make the playoffs, and it's possible good teams could now occasionally be left out, it's worth it to lose the mismatches that become uncomfortable on both sidelines. You know this, John. Yep. It's both sidelines. Yeah, no one wants to blow anybody out by 60 points in the first round of the playoffs. Former Longhorns quarterback Chris Sims admits he used he used to take $100 handshakes at Texas. You file this one under, uh, of course he did. And though it's against the rules, I don't think most fans care. They know the football program makes tens of millions of dollars. I don't think this will be a big deal. The Vikings will play football in U.S. Bank Stadium. We can't be surprised. Not when the Vikes can make more than $200 million. Vikings uh, Stadium would be great. Viking Stadium has a ring to it. But despite <laughs> public funding, we knew that wouldn't happen. Not can't, for $200 plus million. Can't turn down that money, true dad. Michael Orr says the, mo the movie Blindside has made it harder for him in the NFL. You buy that? Yes. The movie made him look like a big oaf who knows nothing about football and can only play hard when Sandra Bullock walks across the football <laughs> field in a tight white skirt and high heels and starts barking orders at him. Yes. Major League Baseball threw out more than 60 million all-star votes. What if this means we don't get to see the entire <laughs> Royals team start for the American League? I'd be disappointed. Admire will be crestfallen. Mm. At this point, I'm rooting for Royals starters. Maybe it would end the ridiculous decision by baseball to allow an exhibition deciding who gets World Series home field advantage. That's just stupid. Mm. You can always email us, sound off at whotv.com. The Cubs would be leading quite a few divisions in baseball, but thanks to the Cardinals, they're not even close in the NL Central race. I wanted to email the Cardinals and ask them how they keep doing it year after year, but I'm afraid they'd hack my account and change all my profile pics to Redbird crap. <laughs> Shane from Marshalltown. We Good are one. back next week. We hope you are too. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. We'll leave you with the sound off send off. A Blackhawks fan who sums up how much the team means to him. You know how awesome the Hawks are? They're pretty awesome. They sound messed up, but it's true. They got black people loving hockey. Ain't that so? <laughs>